You could have heard this episode 48 hours early on our Patreon, patreon.com slash IndieHeadsPodcast. By joining us for as low as $1 a month, you'll receive episodes early and gain access to our Discord server and also get yourself an IndieHeads Podcast sticker. All of our coming episodes, we put our Patreon 48 hours where it hits our public podcast feeds. But if you're hearing this through our Patreon feed, we thank you so much for your support. We especially want to thank our Real Ones patrons, including Beck Etienne, George Mikowski, Matt Cameron, James Boss, Marcy Anime, Chance Holdup, Delaney Mothman, Josiah Duncan, Jenna, Grant the Back of My Dragula, Pablo Escobar, hippos jeremy bowl midwest maxwell tim's discount prices heath and catherine parker gross andrew grieve listen up nerds matthew taylor breen hair i like books sarah moore griff max kapazinski mark barry cal 50 my bussy my bussy and me chris wade jake wald grant keep autism weird rob marino max dylan zach gav Varn freak and maze farms to become a real one guys are supporting us for five dollars a month on patreon so you a bonus episode every month and get a shout out at the top of the pod Anyways, though, enjoy the episode. Hello there, listeners of the Indians podcast. I wish that I wish that I could be addressing you on better news but unfortunately i have some things that i have to account for on this episode i stand here before you today in in court in the court of the crimes of liking british people and i stand accused of the crime of anglophilia in the first degree um accused of liking british people and their music thinking it is cool because it is british thinking their accents are cool um and most importantly, all I stand accused of liking the wombats. Um, now, uh, Judge, I I plead to you not guilty. I plead not guilty. I I have reformed. I have changed. I I, I don't have a wombats T-shirt anymore. I think it's somewhere at my parents' house, maybe. But I, I promise. <laughs> I promise. I've changed. I've changed, Your Honor. Please, Lethal injection. Lethal injection. <laughs> hey, 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 order in the court, order in the court, order in the court. Okay. Ooh, okay, I gotta make a decision here. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just just we gotta we gotta prove this. All right. You can you can tell me all these things, but we have to prove we have two ways to prove this. Of course, we have some songs we want to play. And if you're very normal during the episode, during the playlist someone's played the episode, I'm not episode there's no episode i'm a i'm a judge in a in a uh, los angeles court uh as the next person i'm gonna uh judge is holiday kirk for securities fraud uh <laughs> we're gonna play a playlist and we're gonna see what your reactions are if you're very normal then hey you're free to go no no harm no foul but finally but i think just just to make sure i'm going to post a photo or i'm going to show you a photo of a lineup of a music festival that just came out it just came out that is not entirely filled with the British people, but it's got a lot of British people. It's got a lot. Of, it's definitely, you know, a pretty British heavy uh, lineup here. And that is, of course, the Cruel World lineup. Oh, and I have it posted here. And this is happening well, in your hometown. Your it, hometown. Interpol aren't British. They are spiritually British, but that that, that doesn't <laughs> count. Come on. Dur- again, when I when I say the name Duran Duran, do you have any feelings? 
All right, we're gonna some, do the, we're gonna do some. the blade we're gonna do the Ryan Gosling Blade Runner twenty forty nine test to see <laughs> if you're still qualified by reading Genuinely though, names. I actually only really know Hungry Like the Wolf. Like I'm not a Duran Duran head like okay. that. I like the killer songs that are ripping off Duran Duran. God, simple my uh, okay. We're gonna I'm gonna escape the bit here for a second. How the fuck is Simple Minds this high up? They are just like a they're just like a one hit wonder, Maddie, right? Basically, like, yes. But it's 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 the audience. It's, it's that's true. The, yeah. the but even that, then, but even then, well, I I think I think the thing with these nostalgia bait. Okay, we just got to start the episode. But like the nostalgia bait <laughs> festivals, there are certain bands for those audiences where the 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 equation is different. Like they never got a chance to see this band, perhaps. Or and there's, yeah. like, there's also a lot of um me and Alec type lay wrong generation people at these festivals. You got to keep that oh, in absolutely. mind too. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't like simple minds. Don't ask me any questions about placebo. Let's start the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hello everybody. And welcome back to the Indie Heads podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Monroe here with Grant here with Jackie and, uh, Grant, you made the playlist today, although, uh, this will probably not be your episode once, we're, no, once it, it's it, all said no, and done. I, I think I've I've a little bit exaggerated only in that I there are a lot of these bands that I actually was not familiar with, although like you put them on and it's like probably what would happen if you like said the right sequence of numbers to someone that was like kept in Russia during World War II, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know these particular bands, but I was very quickly taken back to a very very specific era of my listening life and there are exactly three bands on this episode that i did regularly listen to in high school um and so we will get to those bands but also i will have plenty of things to say about these other bands because (laughs) for good for good and bad this episode is i said it before recording but we've promised a fifa songs episode for a while and this is like the entree the, the appetizer to that episode because that's exactly the bag that we're in right now. It's like 2008 British indie is is the the assignment. Is that correct, Grant? Absolutely. This is a uh, Jackie's MK Ultra Awakening, basically. <laughs> uh, so I made this playlist while I was playing Lego Rock Band with my niece one day because that game is just crawling with kind of landfill British indie music. A lot of the songs in that are on this playlist, and it got me thinking about the fact that. So many of these songs I had known uh, for some fucking reason as a as a Texan child, they just made their way over here. And then you never heard anything from, well, most most of these bands ever again. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I just thought it would be fun to dunk on the British for a couple hours. And that's why the episode exists. I mean, yes. it really is a foolproof formula, even within this episode existing already. But just in general, you know, Mm -hmm. like. And 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 as I sort of joked about in the intro, I have had a vaguely British bent to a lot of my music taste throughout time, and it genuinely is something I've kind of gotten over, as we will get into. I think the thing that really helped it click for me that like to, to break the spell of not liking British bands because I still like the British bands that I like, but like not think of thinking of them as like exoticized is realizing that British people are about American stuff 
the way American Anglophiles are about British stuff. Like, once you realize how much British people are into, like, bluegrass Americana music, you're like, oh, oh, I, they're not cool. They're just different. Like, they just have different words for stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so me as a child was like, oh, they're, they're, they're unique. And I'm not like the other kids. I don't listen to Blink-182. I listen to the Wombats. And now I realize that there is, that, that is less cool. Somehow I managed to, to, to go further down the tone pole, but we'll get to that when we get to the Wombats. Let's, let's start the playlist. And well, yeah. before we get to the playlist, I have sent Maddie a very important video oh, that I, God. I think, <laughs> I think it's a very good time capsule of this kind of era of British music. Oh. It's a video from either a website or a TV show called I'm Amy and I'm an indie. I don't know what this yeah. is from. People are very mean to this girl, but I think now it's just a very cute time capsule of like British indie culture in the 2000s. Hi, I'm Amy. I'm seven. Today I'm an indie. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is me when I when I tell people what I what what are my my side projects. This is our new podcast intro. Like the holy water. Hi, I'm Maddie, and, uh, and I'm in Indy. I was waiting when really British Maddie would make his first appearance. Yeah, you got to wear clothes that, you I gotta know, work on the accent. Warm. I feel like I'm. I'm. I. I don't think it's, it's that family, bad. They have to be vintage. A lot of people say that we we like have spray on jeans. It doesn't phase us, you know. So um, spray on jeans. Maddie, do you remember like, hipster hipster culture? Why were skinny, skinny jeans? jeans. But I, 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 the spray on is like. That's like I, mean, it made, I immediately got like, oh, that's skinny jeans. I just never heard them described that way. Well, Maddie, they, they're, just, they're British. They say aluminium, you know? They, that's they have true. Different that is true. Sit down. They, they hurt my legs. I get pins and needles after five minutes. Also, but her hair. Great. I don't, again, <laughs> Amy, I don't want to I, I don't want to be mean to I'm Amy. Got to put the hair straightener down. You got to put the hair straightener down. You got to put the hairspray down. British, it looks, British, the hair does British not look. people, especially in this era, when I mean, we're going to talk about various hairstyles throughout this episode, it's not a place of, of, uh, of great things happening. It just doesn't look healthy. It's just not a. It's just oh, no, no, not a healthy yeah, head of hair. Like it looks like the ends are like frizzed and blow dried to hell. It's yeah, tough, tough scene. Robert Smith and the rain kind of hair. Exactly, exactly. I'd buy Johnny Barrel, lead singer of Razor Light, my favorite band. I'd just keep Razor Light? Razor Light. Oh, Razor Light. Okay. Again, British. I can't understand what British people are saying. One song that changed my life when I was uh, just listening to Radio One, you know, when I was like 14. Golden Touch by Razor Light came on, and that's when I became indie. Good shoes. <laughs> What's on for you, Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like it's probably going to be like. I would say probably like I heard a James Blake song and I was like, all right, I'm indie now. What about you, Jackie? That's too cool. I was going to say Float On by Modest Mouse. I was going to be honest. That was probably mine as well. If I had to go, I mean, maybe there was a killer song I probably heard. But I didn't really enter. The killers are my first favorite. I don't think of the killers as being, I mean, I, I probably did at the time, but like, they're not really indie. I mean, we allowed my indie heads on the subreddit. 
from for better or worse. You probably shouldn't, shots, but because I mostly listen to vinyl and stuff like that. You know, because it's quirky. It's like my favorite band. Because it's quirky. I listen to vinyl because it's quirky. Oh my god, this is a beautiful. This is oh my gosh, two minutes. Most random CD that I Okay, I'm going to pause for a second here. We're going to describe the decor. Oh, yeah. Of course, there's... <laughs> she's got, like, six guitars. She's yeah. got, like, six she's guitars on display. She's got a 12-string. She's got, like, kind of like a Gibson with, like, a Union Jack on it. Yeah. I assume this is, like, the BBC just bring these over for, like, mm-hmm. set dressing. Because she maybe had, like, one guitar. Like, no, we're going we, we to... If you're if you're an indie like you say you are, you have to have so many guitars. You never There's know. Also they could these, just be a spoiled kid that has a lot of guitars. That, that's true. They're British. So they're highly probable. We got to talk about also, the table decor. Okay. That's what I was getting to. Yes. The, the, like, pottery on here. Do you remember those uh, those toys? It was, like, the the... The balls, yes, I uh, already know what you're talking about. The air that have like the little spikes. Yep, it looks like that. Like it's pottery that looks exactly like that. Like you took one of those balls, put like a cement or yeah, like ceramic. Yeah, it definitely cast looks of them. like something a Dune character would stick their hand into as part of some sort of <laughs> yeah. uh, tor- torture game. <laughs> yeah, this girl's got four durians on her table. Aw, indie friends. Um, here we are at one of my favorite galleries. We're just gonna walk around and look at some of this stuff. Okay, so they're going. They're in an art museum right now. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right, we gotta. All right, we gotta. All right, let's. We gotta. I'm gonna pause, go back and pause just so we get. Here's the thing. Also, this video is very low res, so it's a bit tough to kind of get reads on what these people fully look like. But there's enough detail that we can kind of figure out. I, here. I can uh, see the outline of a Pico. I know what time mm-hmm. and place I'm yes. in. Yes. Yep. This is late 2000s. So you remember, of course, the famous Tumblr photo of all the all the the indie kids in yes. like 2013 all lined up. This is like the 2009 equivalent of that. All right. It is. It, it, it's, like, got, it's at the moment that like hipster culture is just barely about to dawn, and you still have the aftermath of like the early two thousand scene kind of look yes. going on, and those two things are intermingling in a in a horrible but great way. You know, yeah. it's giving like broken side. But then, <laughs> the missing like, link between uh, photo bucket and Tumblr, basically. Person that's <laughs> really into Joy Division, despite not having lived. While, while joy division was happening you know yes. that kind of energy mm-hmm. as we'll get to uh, later we got we've got we got five women here and and one guy who is wearing the pea coat uh again we Feminist. are looking at some we are looking at some <laughs> we are looking at some incredible bangs here we are looking at so many of oh, the incredible yeah. bangs the, the, of the, the era the bangs they're swooping folks you know that they're swooping the bangs are swooping we love bangs to are see swooping. It. We've got scarves. We've got cardigans. Oh man, this is, this is, we've got skinny cardigans. jeans. Ah, oh, this is this is this is this is gonna make me sick. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Um, I don't think we belong in particular no. tribes, no. but Amy, she certainly does. Amy is the indie. <laughs> she sounds like Paul McCartney. She sounds like Paul McCartney pitched up a little bit. There's no nice way to be. The main places we go to hang out. 
Yeah. They're playing the Zootons Valerie right now. What I wear, alright, let's get to what I wear. Let's 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 evaluate this fashion. Now we're gonna go and look at some of my favorite shops. Favorite shops. Oh god. They're just in the mall. Yeah, they're just at a mall. Does this show it's still shopping. exist? Can we get Max on this? <laughs> I'm Max, and I'm a quirky up white indie. boy. <laughs> T-bars are pretty indie. Just because they're sort of bit rapped I may look like yeah. I'm Portland, but I listen to footwork. Yeah. It's a bit like I was saying, like what, what your grandma would wear. It's not if you only into mainstream shops, yeah? You can definitely get the indie look mainstream yeah, on the shops. If I had money, I'd be buying this today. Because um, it's got like a really like 1950s sort of. Can the BBC not give her some money so she can buy this, this indie dress that she wants? It's the skins, but they need to be taken in because they're not tight enough, are they? Really? Uh, we need to do some work on them. I've taken all my skinny jeans. So. The most I've ever spent on an item of clothes is I got some white winkle pickers and they were seventy-five pounds. Um, this is another of my favorite shops. What did she, just, shops. What did she just say? The winkle pincers. They're like <laughs> boots that have like spikes yeah, on the end. Like, They're big and like goth post-punk scenes. Quite good, you know. All right. Shoes, okay. Here, all, like, it's important to remember that that Grant is a goth, and so like, they also have access I, I speak to, British to, to the British ways. It's similar to like how I know a lot of British slang terms because of like the dance music Discord servers I'm in. Wait. Wait. Is his dad just named them? I don't no, Maddie, know. Maddie, Maddie, the show okay, is called Okay, that's the name them. of the show. That's oh, the name okay. of the show. The, 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 but the, it's just very, it's just very funny. Maddie, dad. You're, you're just, you're, you, you just read it that way because it looks almost like Tom, but just Tim. That's true. <laughs> them, <laughs> your. That's true. Better in, in brighter colors, I think, really. I, at least I oh, he's wearing a, by the way, that guy was wearing velvet. a, a sick-ass turtleneck. He looks like uh, spooky black. I'm at the act. It's a really cool indie cafe. It sells vegetarian <laughs> and vegan like food, five. and it's great. So we're going to go. What do we get Again, at the we're, indie we're, cafe? Again, we're, we're roasting this girl, but I genuinely hope that she's doing okay. Yes. I well, hope she's it, doing it, okay. It, it I hope she's doing great. It's like, oh, well, the show, they, 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 the producers ask these questions, and she has to take them to whatever place the fits like what they're doing, you know? Yeah because I have more competition with Johnny Barrel and um, you know he is to be mine one day so when I'm older I'd like to be <laughs> I hope that he I hope I hope that he ends up he was yours media, like, but not in a uh, gross way yeah, yeah. yeah. no the, there's no way for it to not be a gross way that's true yeah. and not the good stuff you know everybody's different and we're not I hope Amy's doing good today I hope she listens to the pod she's not gonna listen to this you're learning new things but then I would hope not. That you can't do as, as soon. Being indie is great. Just because you get Amen. to go to loads of great gigs and meet loads of great bands, you get to meet. Okay, she can we clip that? <laughs> she she is correct about yeah, that. That spitting. is one one again. I, I this is me being real, being genuinely speaking. Because again, we're coming to the end of the year, so I'm thinking about this stuff. It is genuinely very cool to you know be into quote unquote indie music and to be able to go to gigs pretty often and meet artists and talk with them and meet other fans and talk with them 
it is a very good community bonding experience. Like it is very rewarding, you know, to be able to uh, meet and talk to some of the people that make your favorite music in the entire world because they're small artists starting out. It's great. That's, I just want to make, make, give this a positive spin. All right, now let's put our skinny jeans on and listen to some Kaiser Chief. Yes. Are we like 20 minutes into this episode already? Yeah, we're pretty, we're, uh, we yeah, this almost. is, uh, we're, we're 20 oh, minutes and we haven't talked about a single song. Uh, All right, let's we haven't talk about, about single... some British, proper British music. Yes. Our first song of the evening is Kaiser Chief's Ruby. So this is a perfect way to start because I thought that I didn't know this song, but I've definitely heard it somewhere and I'm trying to figure out where that is. It was in Guitar Hero I mean, 3. It's probably that plus is it, it might have been in FIFA too. That's possible. FIFA, I mean this was this was a big hit song. Like this was mm-hmm. a hit song on the alt stations. I remember hearing this pretty often as, as a kid. Like it definitely crossed over. Yeah, you know, I didn't British, the- British people needed a Cold War kids too. <laughs> well, this is this is pre Cold War kids though as a thing. I mean, so yeah, Cold War kids would be the American. It's really hard for me to get the chronology of this era right. Like, I kept having to check, like, is this ripping off something, or did that just not come out yet? Um, but like, the thing that's like hanging over all of this is like, Arctic Monkeys are really really popular right now like this is the year of the second arctic monkeys album coming out so like i think you can start to judge some of these bands as like trying to hold themselves up to that standard as they became like kind of the dominant band of this era i would and, also mm-hmm. say there's a little bit of like the runoff of Britpop. oh know? totally totally yeah mm-hmm. you a, a lot of this playlist is like the dawning of like 2010s indie sounds like mixing with like 80s british like trash essentially yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and th- that's definitely what's it- it's like billy joel meets like real estate or whatever you know like that zone <laughs> is where a lot of this stuff is living in mm-hmm. and it's pretty gross a lot of the time but also it's kind of vaguely catchy and mind-numbing in a certain way that can be appealing. I don't like this song. I think the bridge ruins it from being an okay song. Like, the bridge is, we're about to get to, is just, like, Mm. complete deflation. It, like, sucks all the energy out of the song, but the chorus is very good in a kind of, like, head-empty sort of way. Like, if the Mm. British had the NFL, this is what they would play during, like, beer commercials, you know? (laughs) Definitely. I mean, they... I mean that's just that's just like foot football. I mean that that's that's why British that's why British indie music has such a hold over the FIFA soundtracks in particular is because it's like football is more popular there. So it like and the indie sound is kind of more like people that like sports also like stuff like Morrissey. You know, it's not quite as like divided between the jocks and the geeks as it would be in like America. You know, right? So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of like this kind of music that like hooligans like you know and yeah and this is definitely yeah like the other thing i thought of is like uh i, I checked the timeline to see when a Starfucker came out because this is like british Starfucker <laughs> kind of yeah i, I will say but i like Starfucker uh, better than this obviously the song you know i, I heard it as a child i do like the song it's a good song uh but uh my ex-girlfriend's dog is named rudy 
And so anytime like, I would go oh. see her and see her dog, I'd be like, Rudy, 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 Rudy. <laughs> uh, that's just, that's just a fun um, story. He, he looks like he's, I a, have, he's a, I have an even like funnier Scooby. thing than that. I have a vi- I, I don't know if this is true or this is my dumb brain making the connection. Almost certainly it's my dumb brain. There's like mm-hmm. a 20% chance that this song is ripping off the final song from the SpongeBob movie in which the chorus goes, <laughs> I'm a goofy, goofy, goofy goober. Yeah. It's like you're the, not wrong. It's you're the not exact wrong. same cadence, right? Like I'm not, and that's 2004 and then 2007. Like it, it's not crazy. There's a chance. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I, 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 and now I can't unhear that. Uh, I also think it could be a really great, um, that restaurant Ruby Tuesdays, if they're ever looking for a jingle, I think they think they gotta go. With they this. have. To, this, they it's have gotta to be an done it at some fucking point. Uh, I didn't have time to pull it, but there is video of Gavin and I in one of our infamous high school battle of the bands doing a Kaiser Chiefs cover. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to pull it oh. because it was an acoustic song where we slowed it down, so it would be boring for the pod. But maybe one day I'll I'll rip it to youtube and send it in the discord but uh this song is cute Mm -hmm. i just have good memories of playing it in guitar hero there's not much to say it's just kind of a head in the catchy song i do agree with jackie that the bridge kind of slows it down in a bad way though Mm -hmm. uh also this sorry for this is not for anyone listening i'm sorry here's 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 uh oh god is it gonna bore rudy here's rudy giving me a hug oh you see me he's giving me a hug I miss I miss that little, little old bastard. He's mm-hmm. he's old as hell. Uh but let's keep it going. Let's keep moving. Uh this is a band that I, I, I like I knew they were like British and a part of this wave, but still was like, oh yeah, like they were a part of this wave. But they're one of the few ones that have like kind of stuck around a little longer, like but they haven't put out a record in quite some time. I think the last record they put out was in twenty seventeen. I think so, yeah. But I do remember, you know, this getting like a lot of attention on on the subreddit on indie heads but let's listen to their song she is the new thing and i had not heard this one at all but i will say neither did i, I like it i liked it I thought, I thought it was pretty decent i, I like that i like the distortion here it's i didn't hate sick. it but i i didn't love it either i'm kind of in an in-between look they're a band called the fucking horrors you know i like this band of like, course like that album art, it was fucking over. Like this was my jam in high school. Uh, the sick ass organ, the the spookiness of it all. Uh, it's very I... goth, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> that, that, that riff, that riff at the beginning. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, mm-hmm. like very menacing. Very. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't hate it. I think it's just. Um, when I listen to the the vocals of it, I'm just like, oh, I remember when I was really into post-punk a couple of years ago, and sometimes I regret that, that portion of my life a little bit, you know? I, I, ju- I just, I, I think we let British men get away with yelling too much in music, and we need to reel it back just a little bit, even as a fan of it. This is part of my atoning for my sins here, you know? <laughs> I guess we are the people that came up with the Gremlin mindset. I was about to say, yes. We do. But, like, all those bands don't sound like that anymore. And I think that says something about, like, the default sound of it has to be more than just, like, shouting and some kind of menacing bass lines, you know? I don't know, Jackie. Have you ever heard of a little band called Idols? (laughs) 
This is true. Um, who NME gave one of the best songs of the year to immediately after the Ken Barbie song, which I thought was so Jesus funny. Fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, okay, first- yeah, we gotta talk. We again, we gotta talk about this enemy list. We gotta. We gotta do we have I, to? I, I, no, we do because it's the British people. It's British. Yeah, I mean, here's yeah. the thing. This is this, this again. This is this is obviously a very accurate place of the times. None of us are British. None of us, you know, were really again. We weren't. We weren't in the trenches when this music was coming out. Totally, or at least maybe some of us were for some of these bands, as we'll get to. Uh, but yeah, let's let's look at this enemy list. So obviously, the Pitchfork list is always the one that that drives up the most discussion, the most discourse. And at the end of the day, this Pitchfork, I've accepted where they are editorially, and also like if you actually pay attention to their reviews, like if you like check out what they're reviewing every week. They review a pretty diverse set. You kind of just have to p- fill in the blanks of like, hey, if this got like a 7.4, the writer actually probably wanted to go way higher on it. And some of that's just privilege from being someone that has written for Pitchfork and knows what the process is like and knowing, hey, I gave this record a 7.0, but in actuality, my feelings are this. I just went with a score because I knew the editors would pick it up if I went in this range. Nevertheless, uh, the 50 best songs of 2023, according to Enemy, which this list is bad. Like this is a bad list. I don't follow enemy regularly, but even then, it's like this is this is uh, uh ridiculous. Uh, uh, which this song, by the way, uh, this is definitely uh, kind of proto gremlin in a way. Oh, uh, uh, before we get into the list, I just want to get into the yes. reason that they are that uh, the horrors are on this episode. Uh, back when I still had a dating profile before I met my boyfriend of nearly eight years now, uh, the hottest guy wow. I've ever seen in my life messaged me and said I had one of the most charming accounts he's ever read and that I reminded him of the horrors. I said, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> and he never responded ever again. Oh, damn. Tough. All right. Tough. Pain. Hey, well, you've been your boyfriend for eight years. Yeah. God damn. Hell yeah. I mean, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. That's the a long first thing time. he ever said to me when we, uh, connected was hey i go out into the woods and i collect animal bones you want to see and boom eight years happy beautiful beautiful stuff we love goth folks don't we but i will say for 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 anyone for like your boyfriend is the exception because anyone else that says hey you want to go to the woods and check out some animal bones they're probably a serial killer or they want to be a serial killer maddie you got you got lucky maddie or they're my client angel excuse you like I said, there are exceptions. There are exceptions. Sometimes girls are just quirked up. It's fine. Apologize okay, that to is people fair. that collect bones, Maddie. I I apologize to all people that collect bones except for Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Not all yeah. people that's what he did. that collect bones are like the the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anyways, let's let's anyways let's move on to the next let's, song. Well, Speaking we of massacres. We gotta go over this list though. We gotta go over this list we before we do the next song. We do, that's true. Uh, a little bit. This it's it's folks again as you know i've survived many alismus on the indie head subreddit you and ruined many alismus i apparently i apparently ruined alismus for somebody uh by uh putting together a list of every time someone said no blank uh which is very funny anyways number 50 on this list is fucking ryan gosling i'm just kin <laughs> which here's the thing people people clown on this one and rightfully so like it works in the movie it's fun in the movie but like BFFR, be for fucking real. Then like, you can't you can't have fifty songs that you need to tack on like this bullshit. 
It's like, come on. There's better. There's other songs on the Barbie soundtrack you could pick oh, instead Maddie, of this. Maddie, they, they do need to make room for the new Rolling Stones song at number 19, Jeez. only to be only to be topped by a new Depeche Mode song at number 13 God. overall. That's crazy. Oh, All and right. then, oh, I, did, oh. Wait, I didn't even get to the Beatles. The Beatles now and then is their ten, their number ten best song God. of the year. The the AI Beatles song. <laughs> AI and, Beatles. And we haven't even gotten to blur the narcissist at number six. I Oh that's yeah. I I said this on Twitter, but every year Listmas is an exercise in remembering that British people exist and they have their own culture that is like ours, but there's an uncanny valley just di- different enough that every once in a while it will like jump scare out at you um see because i think a, a good equivalent of that is that for us in the united states like we're big on big thief we love big thief here in the u.s they're they're one of the crit- the u.s critics love big thief their equivalent is like lankum they love lankum over they, there i, I across literally the pond. did not know who lankum were until two days ago <laughs> i was only aware of them because we did some red amas but again they, yeah. they british people British, Irish, Scottish, people across the pond, they fucking love Lankum. They really love that band. I think uh, one of our patrons, uh, Taxon, is also a big uh, Lankum head. Uh, which, again, no disrespect to, to Lankum. Shout it's out just to pointing, Shout out to Taxon. We're just, we, we are just right. observing things. Let, and let's things move out. on. I'll just real quickly before we go. Uh, I, I do. Uh, it is really important that we say uh, this song is called She is the New Thing. And if they release this song today, they'd have to call it She They is the new thing. <laughs> Amen <laughs> to that, Jackie. Amen to that. Let's listen to uh, Monster by the Automatic. Which, speaking of Uncanny Valley, this feels like if you made an AI only from the songs that I listened to in high school, but not actually any of them. Like, this is very much up my alley in sort of a uh, we have foals at home sort of way. Yeah, or like we have the bravery at home. Which are the bravery British? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. Every that. every once in a while, someone will catch you off guard that you think is British just because they sing in a very affected way, and then you find out that they're not, and it's scary. I believe the bravery are British. I mean, let me uh, double check. You're absolutely right on that, Jackie. No, I will no, just the bravery say, New York City band. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, 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 okay, so it's like an Interpol. So it's they, like an Interpol they are kind of situation. Percent an Interpol situation. Yeah, yeah. There's also a reason why the hives are not on this episode because finding out that they were not British was a mindfuck to me. Uh, this is on <laughs> here because this is another one of those songs that was on Lego Rock Band. I don't think this band had any other hits other than that. Uh, I just want to say the music video to this one is really great. Uh, Grant, I don't really... Did you hear that uh, the Hives have announced a project where they want you to start a Hives cover band so that they can quote unquote franchise the Hives? <laughs> no, Which, here's the thing though, Jackie. This is a Death Grips idea. This is literally something that, that Zach Hill proposed in but interview in 2012. Doing it, Maddie. Well, they're actually doing it. I know, but like Zach Hill was like, "We want to send out like four Death Grips on the road." So, like, it's it's, it's, it's a really that. funny idea. I will say I I would love to do what that. Is this, but... wait, what the fuck? What is this picture? What is going on? Okay, we gotta, okay. So uh, listeners, <laughs> uh, visual medium, visual me again, visual mm-hmm. bit on audio podcast. But I, I need I need you all to look up the automatic on Spotify and look Please. at their artist photo because it, this is this is one of the the 
fucking work. This is simultaneously one of the worst and best press photos I've ever seen. It's the best. It's this is actually the best. I, I if you're in a car right now, pull over and look this up. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> Do you think they had a photo? Uh, this, 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 no, this has to be the episode artwork. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is absolutely the episode art. Uh, just just so you can see, uh, there is a photo. So the photo is one of the members of the band holding up his his hand. And uh, in his hand is uh, miniaturized versions of the rest of the band. Uh, the guy in the middle is wearing some very skinny. Actually, they're all wearing skinny jeans, but just varying levels of how skinny they are. Uh, he, uh, the guy on the most right, I can't tell if he's wearing. I think it looks like he's wearing safety goggles. Uh, I, I don't know that for sure, but it just looks like it from this image. Uh, he's also wearing a T-shirt that I would uh, think that Vanessa Hudgens would wear at Coachella in 2012. Uh, uh, he's and then uh, also two got other like, nerdy uh, guys. He's got hair that I can only describe as a uh, early Ian from Smosh. I yes. was about to say the, the 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 hair from the YouTube guys episode and the British indie rockers. <laughs> there's there's some overlap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's holding and James guy, Rolf. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and also the guy who is holding up the members of the band. He's got one of those uh, like the, the the eye like the eyebrow piercings. That were very hip during that era. Uh, it also looks like there's just something about it that's so uncanny. Like it looks like his eyes are watering, and his head looks like it's like bigger than it should be. I don't. There's something like he has no neck. I I, th- I think what's what's funny about this picture is that they clearly made this long enough ago that like Photoshop tools were just a little bit more primitive, but also they did a really good job with the technology available at the time. So it looks like professional enough, but it looks just a little janky. Like it looks like yeah. 5% better than what I could do on like Snapchat real quick. Yeah. Early yeah. YouTube thumbnail type beat. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> which by the way, I, I have, which uh, looking at the artist page, uh, of course, as you know, on Spotify, if they're in playlists, it says featuring, you know, this band and featuring the automatic. Yep. Of course, the first two playlists are this is the automatic, the automatic radio and ultimate FIFA soundtrack. I, What's I, I next to it, Maddie? <laughs> I, I, I don't and think I, Halloween. the funny thing is that my I had probably like three or we'll get into this on the FIFA episodes, but I didn't play every, there's a lot of FIFA. Like they make a new version of the game every year with the new soundtrack. So I don't know every soundtrack the way that I know, like most of the rock band soundtracks, you know, but mm-hmm. like I have a radar uh, truly. I, I don't know who was like the music supervisor. That person had a very specific set of tastes and interests that I can only describe as average Los Campesinos listener. Um, and like, there's just a lot of music is my hot, hot sex. I believe is a song we've talked about in this podcast that is like of that. The music is my life episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of, there's a very specific like British indie sensibility that I hear the song and I just immediately am reminded of it. But that's like the most joy I get out of this song is like recognition and then immediately after that I'm kind of like it's whatever basically my critique with this song is that if you're going to sound kind of like Foles either be Foles or 
be Megan Diaz monster. And this isn't either of those <laughs> things, you know, they're keep reminding yeah. me of Megan Diaz monster, which is a better song than this. And I'm just like, no, thank you. Speaking of that song, mm-hmm. they fucking re-recorded it last year, and me and Jackie didn't know. We until- we will things into Megan existence. Megan Diaz, by the way, not, not the automatic. We, yeah. we will things into existence all the time on this podcast, and that was a perfect, a great example of it. We just mm-hmm. uh, monster extended mix, yeah. Because one of them, one of them uh, has like a new career as like an EDM uh, featured singer um, sort of deal. Hell yeah, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, but yeah, um, pr- pr- not as good Which, as Megan Diaz Monster, but pretty good, pretty okay song. Very, okay. very replacement level landfill indie. All right, we, we probably classic. should not have talked. To, we should not have talked about this band because uh, Grant decided to not pick the Hives because the Hives are Welsh, and also the Automatic. They're also a Welsh Hold rock on. band. They are. They're they're Welsh. Maybe they aren't. Well, maybe well, the Hives aren't Welsh because I think the Hives are Welsh, but. Uh, Swedish. They're Swedish. That's why they're not on. Oh, uh, there you go. Okay. Right. I was going to say, right. Welsh right. isn't the same as British. For the purposes of For our purposes, it is. UK uh, extended universe, you know? Versus, exactly, versus exactly. Swedish people, which are just like uncanny valley British people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Is Wales is it is it a British territory or is it? I believe. It is. I believe. Uh, yeah. It, okay. It, 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 is, part, it is part. It is part of the United, United Kingdom. Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. It is okay. its own country with like its own like language and culture. But yes, it's owned by the by the Brits. The Brits have have the the copyright on it for now. It's mm-hmm. just it's just like what was that scummy ass fucking uh, prescription guy uh, that was in our group chat one time and said something and then just uh, left. Oh, was it was his name? Yeah, fucking Martin Shkreli. Yeah, yeah, that, it's it's one of those situations where, again, uh, bring I mean, Martin there's, there's other words for, for than a Martin Shkreli situation, but yes, the, we'll, we'll go with <laughs> that's that. That's just the one. That's just the one that came to mind. Colonialism, right. for for Colonial, example, colonialism, the original Martin Shkreli of of the, of the world. <laughs> Pull quote for the episode, folks. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. Our next song is "The Corals Dreaming of You." Uh, this is. In, in but in America they'd be called the Carl, but in Britain so, they said oh Carl. This is clearly some rockabilly ass post British stuff, you know, like post punky. And I have to say something here that I truly, I, I have to do something that I never thought I would do on this podcast ever. I'm gonna hand it to Morrissey. <laughs> oh no! I really, I really no. didn't want to under any circumstances. Stuff like this makes me be like, okay, well, at least, at least he's good at it, you know. I don't like Morrissey's deal, but like, I get it more than I get this. This is just obnoxious. This is like, oh yeah, this is good. This is bad. This is a yeah, bad song. Yeah, this is not a good song. Uh, I heard this one in Scrubs, and this is also on the fucking Lego Rock Band soundtrack. But I can, I can, I can flip it around and just get mad at Morrissey for this because this is his fault, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is like baby's first bass riff. This polka ass <laughs> shit in the background, <laughs> and the saxophone doing the exact same riff. Uh, like, uh, 
It just sounds like trying to do What's New Pussycat when you're blacked the fuck out. <laughs> this is a song that could only be performed by a bunch of guys in like plastic Elvis wigs at like a Chuck E. Cheese yeah, type beat. This is not good <laughs> this, this, at this all. This is a hot cross buns ass baseline. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just love that we're like fucking Ark's K nephew, just making fun of the beat. Like, this is a great massive flash beat. <laughs> oh my god! Dun, dun, dun. I'm, I'm gonna look up dun. pictures of these guys and see if they think they have oh, swag. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There is this photo, and oh my god! Oh the, this, Jesus Christ! This is this is uh, this is this upsetting. Is, this is upset. This is an upsetting it's photo giving, on the Spotify like, page. It's giving like Mumford and Sons on Casual Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I look at because they're they're all wearing like Hawaiian T-shirts or something that is adjacent yeah. to it. Five and, white know, boys who think they're Wes Anderson kind of beat. Yeah. This is this this is upsetting. Uh, this is this is. Oh God. This this is. Although I will say, all these guys, like, this is just what the average St. Louis uh, citizen just looks like now. <laughs> like, I went to a Narrowhead show in St. Louis, and I and I saw a lot of guys that look like this. I cannot lie. Uh, maybe with less skinny jeans, a little baggier, but the this, haircuts, This, this the is beards. definitely a non-British, like, they have a very Americanized British. They, you, know what they actually, you know what they all look like? They all look like uh, Michael Fassbender in The Killer, like German tourists. Yes, yes. Oh my definitely. god, this band description is like insufferable. Oh god, yeah, let's let's, let's read this. Uh thanks to the craft thanks. The, oh, god, god. God. thanks to their knack for crafting sneakily good hooks, the jangling interplay of the guitars, and James Skelly's powerful vocals. Where? Where are the powerful vocals? These, I didn't hear literally about that song. this this person is trying to like do you uh, for basketball enjoyers will remember when Tracy McGrady scored 12 points in four seconds. And that guy is trying to do this with like uh p- PR bio cliches. Like he's trying to get every single one of them up as quickly as possible. This is like, if I was trying to write a parody of what my most uh, phoned in uh, PR bios I've ever written are like, it's this basically it's so on the nose. Yeah, I'm only going to read the first paragraph because this is too fucking long. Yeah. There's too many There's too many words here. Uh, uh, continuing on, the Coral are one of the most consistently enjoyable and unpredictable bands of their era. Their rambunctious sound definitely mixes elements of 60s garage rock, psychedelic pop, and folk rock, spicing it with bits of Mersey Beat, Motown, Vintage Blues, and even Sea Shanties. Where? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fucking, I want to, I'm going to, we're going to... These guys uh, who wrote, made, who made wrote an this? album with uh, Jeff Tim Moore. Sendra, Tim Sendra and Timothy Monger. I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bleep th- th- that. Those are, their, those are their real names. That, that Those are at the end of the bio. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Portis, the Portishead guy made an album with these guys, according to this bio, which makes me oh, think less of, less of the Portishead guy. Yeah. Um, Jeff, Bar- Jeff Barrow and Adrian Utley made an album with The Coral. What? Oh but the, this, is, this oh. is the thing is that like. Things that can seem like objectively cool to us from an American perspective are just the good version of a thing that can also really suck. And I think that's what this playlist like gets at is that like not all this music is bad and some of these bands or kinds of song can be done pretty well. And some of these are even good executions of it, but it's like 
they're all of them are in some way or another like a we have this at home for something that's like this is british good. ajr that's okay, what that's what it is you know what it, it's yeah, not like, that bad it's it's, it's more like british me, the revivalist it's not that okay, bad. I, I wasn't gonna say ajr it's more i mean cold war kids are like too good which is uh, where, where you know this band is at but like a band in the post white stripes black keys sort of era that was like doing garage rock revival but like in a really hollow and kind of shitty way you know like l king Mm. x's and o's type uh pre-car commercial music and this is just the british version of that where it's like they're they they can list off a bunch of cool influences you know but at a certain Mm. point if you can't turn those into something that isn't just drek i think it's like but I, I mean, I'm saying this now, but I also need to once again r- return to the beginning premises podcast and admit that, like, in 2012, I listened to Jake Bug and thought it was good. So, like, I'm not, oh, I'm not gonna, pretend, I'm not gonna pretend like I'm entirely. That's a, that's a maybe of like psychic damage. Maddie, I saw Jake Bug at the first Coachella I ever went to. I, I, that's right. oh, I God. am familiar with the stylings of Jake Bug, whose whole thing was just like I'm a young person who has heard Bob Dylan. That was his entire thing. <laughs> And you know oh, what? God. Got him pretty far. That's true. That is true. All right. Let's keep it going. This is this is one of the heavy. We, we got a couple of heavy hitters coming in uh, on this oh, one. Yeah. These, again, some of these first bands are kind of like, you know, one hit wonders This is one of the bands that I, I listen to a lot. Oh, boy. Uh, mm-hmm. Our next band in song is The Cooks with Naive. The Kooks, Maddie. Not the, the, the Cooks. cooks. The, the, the Cooks. cooks. They, there are two O's in that name, Maddie. They're not The Cooks. It's well, it gets a, we're, we're doing this one a little later than we we're recording this then, a little later Maddie, than we usually. They're kooky, they're quirky, they're the kooks. They're I, not the cooks. I just I I'm I am being attacked right now because I just barely mispronounced the name because I was just trying to rush. I am the I intro. am I am kook explaining to you already before we even started. <laughs> um, you're again as 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 your judge, jury, and executioner. You're not beating the allegations so, so this far. This is tough. This is really tough because I swear I do not like this song. Like this is my least favorite of all the big hits from this first Kooks album, and I like the second album more in a uh, Room on Fire is this it sort of situation. But I also think mm-hmm. this is just like the reason why this is the biggest hit is because this is the most James Blunt. Uh, like song kooks ever wrote like this is just british you're beautiful like that's all it is <laughs> well you're beautiful is already british just the thing oh fuck he's right god damn so that's yeah james wants british but but it's, it's like that like when british people regurgitate like stuff from like soul and like blues it just it gives me the ick now even though i used to eat it up as a child and mm-hmm. I think I think this particular song, even though I went back to some other kook songs like uh, Seaside and Sofa Song, and particularly the stuff on their second album, Conk, where my conk girlie's at. Um, but like Mr. Maker on their second album, Conk, that's like my favorite kook song. But like uh, th- this is this is okay. He's doing too much like of that of that. Ooh. Yeah, he's he's feeling himself as a vocalist way too much in a very James Blunt kind of way. And you mm-hmm. can like hear how hot he thinks he is through the song for sure. 
Uh, I will say, this is on here, this was a huge fucking hit. I heard this a lot. Uh, I do agree with Jahi that this is not their best work. Uh, that being said, in high school, I always said, uh, I want a British indie BF who will sing this song to me. And so it will always have a have a place in my little heart. Uh, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> I I didn't mean to well, say well, a slur that I have to censor again, Good, Thank you. Thank you. I will, I will say... Uh... <laughs> I'll, 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 I have something I want to say, but I'll probably. I, I need, a, need, ahead, a, I need the song ahead, to Maddie. say it. Say, say it. it. <laughs> um, so, of course, as uh, as we all know, the now disgraced uh, former congressman George Shant- Santos. <laughs> okay. Uh, is, okay. Where is this going on the British episode, Maddie? <laughs> George Santos is, of course, on cameo. He's on, he's on, he's on cameo now, and so I've been seeing some of his cameos on my on my on my for you page, and. I just don't know what I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't want to say okay, anything. Maddie, Maddie, let's just take it back. Put it in reverse. Beep, beep, beep. Let's go back down the the Austin Powers hi, uh, hallway. Let's like turn around very slowly. Uh, and just... Okay, I'm okay. I'm gonna cut this. We're gonna we're, we're gonna have this. Okay. I'm, I'm, no. I am just gonna I'm just gonna cut to. I'm going to just cut to your guys' reactions as I finish this joke. I don't want any judgment from you two because okay. again, this 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 is a, this is a joke that I imagine one of you two would Maddie, make. How at many one times point. have I given you a slur pass that you have not used? Like you can say it. Okay, okay, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> one offensive joke later. <laughs> yeah, I un- I understand. No, no, yes, Matt, you understand. You're not wrong. <laughs> It's just whether, I look at him. whether you should say it is another question, but you're not wrong. I think uh, now, it'd be very funny for our listeners to try to figure out what that is, assuming you just bleeped to right here. Anyway, yes, let's. All right, there we go. Uh, oh. Naive the kooks. Oh no! Oh no! What? I'm saying what's next, and I'm scared. Oh god! I was just gonna uh-huh. say that. Um, yeah, the kooks. The kooks. The kooks were great. They. They. They, they have. They, they're. You can't. There. There's some like we have to account for their pro- mainly the thing I think about with the kooks is that like they're responsible for catfish and the bottlemen and stuff like that. And for yeah, that, God. they have to be held accountable for their crimes. Yes. But like, this is that, but like actually good in the way that it is managing to marry like the indie stuff with like uh, the classic Brit pop sort of stuff is really where this sits. Yes. At. I-, I think, I think that, um, and we sort of talked about this with the the indie video, but like this is all of this music is synonymous with the era of my life when I had a playlist in Spotify that was like indie something some like like the word indie was the defining umbrella by which I was defining what would qualify as being in this playlist, and I can even find that I think I renamed it to something else. The related to like high school yeah yeah, i did but mm-hmm. like th- this was literally my like indie music playlist at the time and i think i've sent it to you before but there's a lot of the wombats as we'll get to in a moment <laughs> oh yeah uh, a lot of other stuff which i will say the kooks uh my my college station love the kooks we literally have like a sweeper that's just like 89.9 is the kooks 
Uh, and also my my station manager. And yet you couldn't again, fucking pronounce the name right, huh, man? Again, I just didn't. I, just, I don't know I, why I decided to, to become like such. A, I, I, I'm not beating the allegations. You're not beating the allegations. <laughs> I'm your judge. You, you need to be nice it's to true. me. I keep forgetting that I'm supposed to. You're not off. making a good case for yourself. Uh, but also my station manager fucking loves Capish and the Bottleman too. So I, I, oh, I, no. I, I think, I think, I think my, my former boss, uh, shares kind of the same, like potential brain disease that you had when it came to like British indie of this for, for whatever reason. And I think maybe it is even because I wasn't that big of a Beatles fan. I, I, as a, as a teenager who was not raised by like Beatles parents, like my dad is a, the who the stones talking heads guy more than he's like a Beatles guy in any meaningful way. So because of that, like those, that music is not like childhood associated for me, but because I wasn't raised on a diet of Beatles music, anytime like Portugal, the man would just like rip off the Beatles. I would like lose my fucking mind because I guess I would, <laughs> I guess I was thinking that they like invented the Beatles, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think that that, uh, is part of why I like a lot of this stuff is because they can just jack music that I hadn't heard yet and and get me to like it before I had better taste. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, uh, again, we got another heavy hitter coming up. It's the Wombats. Let's dance to Joy Division. I said this to um, my host before this episode, but like the, the smile that is already starting to come across my face. <laughs> like, I, I really wish I wasn't doing a bit here. Truly... This makes me happy on a lizard brain level where I am able to fully dissociate from the fact that the lyrics of this are cringe. That part of my brain is shut off before a word of this song happens because of how much I like the beginning of it. But now he can, he can say anything cringe he wants about being in lay wrong generation and wanting to dance to Joy Division. I don't care. I'm fucking bopping. I'm dancing. I'm having a great time. This is so good. I love this song so fucking much. God damn it. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm not. It's fine. It's, now, it's fine. It's listen, fun enough. Listen, is this from an album called the Wombats proudly present dot, 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 a guide to love, loss and desperation? Yes. Oh yes. That's what the name of this album is. Did I? All right. I'm back. I want to beat him with hammers. Well, I want to be <laughs> with hammers for a variety of reasons. So I'm gonna I'm gonna spill some tea. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so we did an AMA with them during their last record, which I think I want to say is like, let's see, I want to say it's 2021. They keep uh, releasing albums that I pretend to not see exist, but yes, 2022, 2022. And if you remember, in 2022, this was like peak crypto, peak NFT yes, shit. 100. And they and they went in on that. They had oh, like some of kind course. of wombats NFT. And we had already like booked the AMA before like that stuff became public. And as I was like putting together the announcement for the AMA, I saw the NFT shit. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't just last minute cancel oh, this yeah. for like no reason. I, I, I almost I just, forgot like, this album existed, but I am immediately being like, oh yeah, that's right. I try to memory hold this immediately, even though I didn't listen to it because I could tell from the track list that this is clearly a like they go political album based on the no there's a song on here called uh method to the madness there's a song called fix yourself then the world there's a song called don't poke the bear it's just like i'm scared i don't want to hear wombats do social commentary i've already heard 
Let's Dance to Joy Division and Techno Fan and all of these songs that like depict this life of Britishness that was it, it was basically so foreign to me that it just felt like watching a fucking like I don't know like watching that movie Submarine or whatever it just felt like <laughs> a, a, a whimsical little place that was different and quirky and I like I said before I didn't like Blink-182, but I loved this shit, and that is so much dorkier than liking the band that talks about jerking off, you know? <laughs> I was trying a little too hard, and I, but I also wanted there to be music to have fun to, which is why the Wombats, this is the other truly embarrassing thing, and this is why I can never claim any kind of punk credibility, and I don't even try to, is that uh, the first time I ever moshed was in a Wombat set. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, uh, I was in a mosh pit. That was not what it was. It was some people jumping up and down. It was and a push pit. It, oh, it, yeah. I'm calling it a push pit, even a little bit generous. But it's like, it, again, again, if it, if Ivan was there when it happened, he would make fun of you on Twitter. Of course. Of course. I'm giving Ivan ammo right now, but I love Ivan. And I also don't try to pretend like I'm not like this, you know? Um, mm-hmm. even though I am supposed to be beating the allegations today. Listen, I will say it falls off a cliff so fucking hard. Like the degree to which this album and then like one fourth of the next album was all it ever was for me. And it didn't even take me like growing up and developing better tastes. But then also they, they their 2015 album Glitterbug is just like the ultimate example of a mid-2010s overly glitzed up post-passion pit synth pop record just really Mm -hmm. disgusting and then the album after that beautiful people will ruin your life i don't think i've ever listened to i've heard that it's not that bad and i don't i don't want to know if i feel that way about it you know this is going way back to something you said but when, when anytime that you or anyone that i know is like i'm not like this i of course go back to our favorite deleted tweet, which is from Tug and Bone Man. Yeah. Saw my old history teacher in a pub toilet with Bronson around his suitor, dribbling like a toddler, telling me I'm not like this. LOL. I mean, uh, I'm so pissed he deleted that. It's, cause he deleted because really we found be, it. We, sometimes we found you really it. be, it's not, it's not like this, you know? But that really I mean, thankfully, I do have it screenshotted forever. So anytime I need to post it, it, it is, when y'all started, it is available. Like, retweeting it. He started quote tweeting it with like cry laughing emojis. And then one day he just fucking deleted it. I guess he got Again. embarrassed at a certain point. I don't know. He thought, he thought we were making fun of him. We were laughing with him, not at him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Talking Bone Man, all right. We, Another we, British enemy of the pod. I, I, I will also say while we're, t- while we're wrapping up Wombat's talk, uh, the Wombat's logo is the most mid-2000s thing in the world in just like the worst way. It looks like some shit that's like pre-Etsy craft store, you oh, know what God. I mean? Yes. Look at this font. Look at the hair. Look at the font. Oh my oh, God. Oh yeah, the, the hair. Wombat hair. I'm trying to remember when the Wombats like came up on the podcast or whether it was just me talking to Maddie, which those things blur, but I I'm pretty think sure we talked about their hair on an episode I was yeah, on, because, but I don't because remember I'm pretty sure I, I said this at the time, which is that the Wombats lead singer during like early Wombats years looks a little bit like our friend Alex. If, if we gave Alex the cure hair. Yes. Yes. I remember that. <laughs> it's like, it, it's like God. if you put a wig on Alex. Yeah. 
If me oh, and okay. Alex got into the Brundlefly I... <laughs> era fly machine. <laughs> oh my oh, god. god. Oh, I miss Alex. I do too. I, mean, I was listening to I was listening to an old episode the other day, and I was like, oh, "Okay, hopefully, hopefully uh, at some point we'll, we'll we'll get them back on." Yeah, but let's keep it going. Uh, okay, so this one, oh god, is great. I, I'm this is oh, a very stupid. I, I, this is I a very was, stupid question. I, I was trying to pull up a picture of the wombats, Maddie, and I and I saw a uh, a headline that says the wombats. I think we're the first band to get dropped by a major label and then get bigger. And I just rolled my eyes rolled into the back of my head so far that I regret everything I just said. That's about. that's like not true. That's happened. That, that that still happens like so often today. Like that happened to fucking what? Like that happened. Maddie, that, that's Maddie, happening Maddie, right Maddie, now. Like Chapel Row. Assume that a, th- that was made with logic in mind. True. Uh, is okay. My stupid question. This is de- this is not the original song, right? Like this is this is a cover of the Amy Winehouse. No, song. the Amy Winehouse version is the cover of this. Yeah, this is why this is on the episode instead of Amy. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, our next song is is Valerie the Zootens. Okay, yeah, because I couldn't tell because, like, oh god, sorry, that's like, okay, I, mean, I, it, I, it, I need it, a minute, is, I need a minute. No, I, I, I had a similar reeling this, moment uh, with this because there's something so surreal about, I think this is going back to the British people's obsessed with the blues and Americana thing, that, like, it's so weird to have something covered by an American that then makes it feel more authentic but then like the original version is like this outsider like fetish object of americana like and then but then actually becomes like an american classic because someone way better than this guy sings it but you're so right to think that it is a cover because you can just imagine british dudes being like oh Amy Winehouse did it but i'm i'm going to do my version of it like it it's so it so reads as male ego yeah, this is oh my god. It, this is this is again. I have learned so many upsetting facts on this podcast, of course. This is amongst the most upsetting facts that I've ever learned that British that culture was... hides among our culture in regular yes. sight every day and and we we should be a little more skeptical of it because I think learning this was also fascinating to me. A lot of the reason why British bands, particularly of the 80s and onward, have such a outsized impact on American popular culture is because when MTV started, the music video already existed as like an art form in in Britain before it had taken off fully in America. So when MTV started, they literally just like needed to fill hours of the day because music videos hadn't become like the dominant way to promote music. So like all of those British bands like the Smiths and like the Cure and whatever that like were already making music videos, they had like a head start on it so that when MTV started, a disproportionate amount of the bands that were played on MTV were British. And like, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what I'm getting to as far as breaking the spell by Angophilia. They're only cool if you like don't listen to other countries' music. They're only cool if you if you keep the the pool very shallow and you don't listen to you know music made not by white people. Um, And and very quickly you can realize that not all of these guys have sauce. Some of them are Robert Smith and they have sauce. Yes. Not all of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sooner you can uh, see past the the charming British accent or the non charming British accent, and really get to the bottom of is this a good song or not, 
I mean, the fact that this guy wrote this song does make me, it makes it harder for me to hate it because he did, it is really good bones of a song, right? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. the, the, the basis of this is a good song and then Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse made it into a good song, but the original is not very good. No, it's, it, the, the, again, it's, which I think the reason why I was, I'm like so perplexed is that this, there's just, there's no swag in this. There's no swag yeah, whatsoever. This sound like, feels it's too like sw- it's, one of those like YouTube covers of like, what if does. this song was this genre? Yeah. Yeah. I can't fault y'all for not knowing this was the original because if, I mean, uh, Amy just blew this out of the water, you know? I mean. Again, because obviously Amy Winehouse and, and Mark Ronson. It, at the it time, really of is course, one of the great examples of like, oh, that person stole this song now. Like, sorry, person that wrote it. You, you don't get it anymore. Yeah, yeah this is the it, song that should have the uh, Johnny Cash Nine Inch Nails kind of legacy <laughs> around it. Uh, which is like because I think people just don't realize that, that there is an original version of Valerie. I think they just assume it's an Amy Winehouse song. Well, yeah. And rightfully so, because she fucking takes that song and makes it hers. But. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, this is a band that, of course, have oh, actually, man, man, large... I, I, I was just going to say that uh, I was looking at the song on Wikipedia, and it was used in the 2006 FIFA World Cup as, oh, one, fucking of the, course as one of the songs. Of fucking course it was. Oh, it all comes God. back. All right. Let's keep it moving. Uh, as I was saying, uh, this band is definitely a big tentpole band for the British indie music scene of its time uh i never got into this band all i know is that their 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 front man is uh just just a mess just a mess of a man and uh and sometimes when you know it, let's say you know a front person of a band or a man is just kind of a fuck up sometimes the songs can back up the fuck uppery you know i think for a while this was kanye west where yeah that dude was a fuck up but man those albums were great until you know they weren't and then you know he went off the deep end I listen to this and I'm just like, you guys put up with this fucking guy for this long or these songs. Okay. And of course I'm talking about the libertines with a song. Can't stand me now. I will say, uh, I have revealed a lot of very lame things. I thankfully was not a fan of this band ever. Not, uh, because I was like, I'm too good for that. I just, I just dodged the bullet of being exposed to them at the wrong age where I might've liked this. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't like it now, so bullet dodge. Yeah, this is not very good. I'm not a fan of this. Uh, the only reason this is here is because I distinctly remember watching some sort of VH1 crappy like countdown of the most shocking rock moments. They talked about uh, Pete Doherty taking a syringe of his own blood and shooting it at the camera during an interview. And I was like, that guy seems like a major fucking prick. And it turns out I was right. Yeah, cr- the word crack cocaine comes up really early in the in the Wikipedia. They, they don't even get don't to like to... the per- <laughs> the personal life section. I didn't want to mention. I did not want to mention crack at all. But if they're saying it, then it, it, hey. it, it, Maddie, it comes up. It it does. It's not even in the personal life like controversy. It's not in a section down. It is in the prehistory opening <laughs> paragraph about this band. It's just like, yeah, Pete Arnie is a fucking crackhead. <laughs> like, there, that's, there, that's there, there are two paragraphs, and then it gets to, in spite of their critical and commercial success, the band's music was often eclipsed by its internal conflicts, stemming from Darity's addictions to crack cocaine and heroin, which eventually led to the breakup of the band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, 
the link to crack cocaine shows up in their Wikipedia before their record it, label. It, it, it's, this it's is exactly insane. like uh, <laughs> it's exactly like the Vincent Price Wikipedia page linking to bisexuality. Yes. Like this, this guy was doing so much cocaine that they have to put the page for crack cocaine as a reference point in the first paragraph. <laughs> for okay, I don't want to make fun of this guy's drug addiction too much more, but. He doesn't seem like a nice guy, so, so at some point you you can't keep cutting people slack. There was there was an article that I saw posted on Indie Heads. He he did an interview pretty recently, and the the headline was like pretty like it was like oh man, let me let me let me pull it up real quick just so I'm not talking out of my ass. Oh, in a 2022 interview with in, with Enemy, of course, he stated course. that he had been clean since December 2019. So. That's good. Uh, again, the headline is Pete Doherty says he's a very sick man and death is lurking. Which that's <laughs> that's hard as fuck. I gotta say I, that's pretty I, hard. I was gonna say like, oh. is it like, oh, I'm sorry for like how things were and I've gotten better now. But it seems like because like in this opening paragraph where it talks about that, he says that uh, he has stated that the reason why the brand broke up was because of difficulties between him and Barat and not because of his drug addictions, which reads as someone who is still addicted. to unfortunately yeah. um but yeah the song is awful <laughs> just gonna really, say it's really not so, good so, so, it's, sorry to the british people that are listening this is awful is produced by the clash and when you learn that it makes everything about this band make sense in terms of just like we have the clash at home it also really gives like it doesn't at all sound like Krautrock, but it does sound like they've heard Can and they kind of want to do something like that, but they don't know how, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like min- it's minimal, but not in a cool way. It's just kind of go girl giving us nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this is a guy that wanted to be Mick Jones, but he's barely a Joe Strummer, you know? It's, it's just <laughs> not very that's good. Ex- that's exactly it. Yep. Yeah, what what else can you say after that? So, uh, let's keep it moving because I do think we're, we we get this this again. I'm very grateful that we're ending this playlist with like some bangers, uh, which uh, which I, the last two for sure. And I need to re I, I need to listen to this as we're talking, and then I can kind of confirm. Like I'm like I think I like this song when I heard it today. So our next song is the Cribs with Men's Needs. I, okay, yeah, I, I dug this one. I dug this one. I, I don't, I don't like the hook. Um, or, again, this is like British people shouting, gotta fucking tone it down. However, the riff and the bass line at the beginning is, are really sick. You're, you're, I, I, the, the beginning hooks me every time I, this came out on the playlist. It's definitely one of the better songs I hadn't heard before. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to remember if this is, if this is, if this is when Johnny Marr was a member of this band. I, that would check out. I really love uh, this song. I love this band. Uh, unfortunately, I heard about them through a split EP they did with the now canceled former one of my favorite bands, The Thermals. Which oh I, no! Yeah, but uh, luckily uh, the Cribs have still been putting out some pretty decent music. I, this album in particular, I was always a big fan of. I've been a fan of this one, and like I'm a realist, and a bunch of other tracks on it, obviously, but. Uh, this is the mm-hmm. best song on the album, I think, and I do really like this. Uh, I kind of agree I, with Jackie. I, I don't the, love the screaming, but the, the album it's title so good. being um, 
was it, was it called men's needs and uh, hold on, what is it? Men's needs, women's needs, whatever is a te- is a terrible 2007 ass album title. And the but I kind of like it though. But I kind of like album it. artwork is so bad though, Maddie. It's it's the, not the, good album art. The font no. is really not good. Yeah. Uh, which oh my god, I believe so. This is uh, which. Let's get some facts. Number one, this was Johnny Marr did not join the band yet. He joined the band after this album came out. He joined the band in 2008 for their next record in 09. It, it uh, does give you know the Modest this? Mouse album with Johnny Marr, though. Like, that is what the guitars yeah. sound like. Uh, but who produced this record? But uh, Alex Capranos of Franz Ferdinand. So I definitely oh. hear his influence on this. Like, I hear, like, the way the guitars sound. Yes. Like, I see why Johnny Marr wanted to join this band. And I see, like, how this you know stacks up against like yeah your Franz Ferdinands, and also, uh, unless I'm mistaken, uh, this is a brother band. Uh, these they all have the yes, same last they name. Yep. They are a brother band. I Which believe is, they're yeah. on. I, I shouldn't mention the project. I don't know if it's uh, officially out yet, but I believe they're on Gavin's brother band roster. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Which, um, yeah, which we can we can we don't have to say too much, but that yeah. that is a project that has kind of been in the background of a uh, yes, this is, is the brother Jar- band the series. Jarman family, Gary yes. Jarman, Ryan Jarman, and Rose Ross Jarman. God, I literally like my, my, so uh, this ba- this band, the Cribs, uh, they have a they have like a sub label within uh, Pios, which is a label I work with at my job pretty often, and we worked like a ton of Crib stuff in 2021. Did not realize they were a brother band. Uh, I think I knew that well, like they were twins, but I didn't realize that it was all brothers, which that's hilarious. Um, the the, the kind of yelly vocals that I, d- I don't really love, I think I've kind of nailed what it is. Um, it's the British equivalent of the West Mud voice, you know? Like they, oh, yeah. They don't not, have which buttons. is why I probably like it. They never got proper butt rock, you know? Like even though new metal hit, they didn't get hit with like post grunge seemingly in the same way. It seems to be like a very American distinct phenomenon. And so because of that, a lot of what they end up pulling from is like catfish in the bottom and guys trying to just shout their way through to emotion in a very butt rocky sort of way, but with none of the like cultural, like, um, call of duty type uh uh signifiers you know it's like we're trying to be pot like trying to be like hip cool british people but we're also trying to do that while just being dudes like shouting in indistinctly and and it's it's okay it's just something that i've kind of uh uh grown out of a little bit as a music fan but this is definitely like one of the better executed and and like maddie was saying like the the guitar and also the bass is really good on this mm-hmm. yeah uh but again next song here fuck with this is f- fucking heat we're we are in heaters territory yes with these next two songs for 100 percent sure next song block party helicopter uh i mean i i get again this one is is you know i would have maybe put a different song on here instead of this one but like Oh, I mean, this song's Maddie, a fucking banger. Maddie. And Betray Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock That's true. For That's shame. true. That's true. Is this the one they did on Conan? Or is it a different oh, one? I'm sure, I'm sure it is. I think so, yeah. This okay, was the, if this if is that's the, the case, then I was wrong. The, 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 this, this is the right song. This is the one. 
I love this. I, I, we were talking about this the other day about this album and some people that like don't get the hype of it. And I think the key thing is that like I don't think banquet. I don't okay, think yeah, Block banquet. Party are like an amazing band as much as I think that this one album there's something about the way that it's mixed and produced that just strikes a fucking animal lizard brain part of me that like the rapture are a better band than block party but the rapture don't have almost any songs that scratch this particular part of my brain the way that like the the slightly mathy slightly post-punky guitar uh, drum situation sound in this album but it also the thing I thought about this time listening to it is like they also managed to figure out a way to make that make sense in the era where like Paramore was happening right yeah like yeah. this which is funny very... because Block Party just opened for Paramore on a tour this year yeah I, I know like the cycle has come full circle it's kind of why I was thinking about it but like I really do think that like you can hear it kind of engaging with American even though this comes before Riot does so it can't it can't have probably been the case but you know what i mean like the yeah the the, the first parable album comes out in 2005 also and it's just like that kind of post mcr sort of uh vibe in the air yeah. mcr is also a year later i'm getting my see this is the thing you the get your timeline mixed up i was a baby i was a <laughs> child uh and so because of that basically all of this i ended up coming to late by some degree or another like even the bands that i followed in the time i i usually did not get into them on like their first breakout record because i was again a child mm-hmm. so um because of that i i i, I it, for this whole episode i kept having to look up like fuck when did that come out am i right even a little bit about this and a lot of the times it was like no but there was a lot going on in this whole period, and I think in this middle part of the 2000s especially, it was just kind of a gray area between eras where a lot of different stuff was fighting for attention. And so I think you just have like kind of a weird mishmash of different, but also the same ideas going on in this playlist. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This, song, oh, this song is so good. It's yeah. so good. It's so- this is the first song me and Gavin ever failed out of on Guitar Hero together. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, again, this song is sick. Like, like there's so many things working here. Like, obviously, number one, uh, Calais, just he's just, as a vocalist, guitarist, he's just fucking killing it right now. Uh, Those Matt drums Tong, are so good on this. Matt Tong on the drums. Holy shit. He is he's doing crazy shit on the drums on this one. Like there, there's a number of bands out there when like a certain member leaves, like that band is just, they're just forever different. Like they just do, they're just not the same band anymore. It doesn't have to be like a founding member. Like Matt Tong is not a founding member of the band. Like he joined because like, I think they put up some, they just put up an ad and he just auditioned and just joined the band from there. Um, Um, But like, as soon as he left, like the band changed, like that's where people point to like, okay, that's where this band, like got bad is when he left. Um, but, oh, I have God, one really so cool little bit of uh, music history. It's not even a sample, but um, they have credited, and this is like on the Wikipedia page and everything. Maddie, if you pull up uh, the jam, the eighties band, the jam have a song yes. called set the house ablaze. 
Uh, and if you pull that song up and play it, you will see they, they cribbed this riff a little bit. Let's see. They, they, they borrowed generously, is what I'll say. Oh, oh yeah, they yeah. They, ri- yep. they ripped off this riff. I mean, they, I think I think they did pretty again. They did a good job like recontextualizing <laughs> they, 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 it, they, they, but like they, they ripped really it. Smart is they're just like, what if we played this really fast? That's basically yes. the whole song, and it was really smart. Like, and and I think the other thing that you can hear in this is that even though the guitar sound is very similar, the way it's produced relative to the drums is so different and like the modern like compression of the block party sound and the way that like the guitars are like pushed through the drums is so different than like this where you can hear the guitar feels like very separate you know like you can kind of hear the different instruments in a a more kind of classically mixed sort of way whereas block party it's like borderline dance music like it really is pushing the sound of it as close to like house music or whatever as possible like it's really getting full-on dancey with it and i love that shit like i dance punk has always been shit that i love like i um when, when maddie and i saw a gil we were at the Gilliband show with me right yeah, yeah, yeah yes yeah. um yes. when they when they close with the 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 cover of the blah one song the why they hide their bodies into my garage like that's the most fun i had at any show in the last year oh my God. And, i mean and, that set was so that set was so good that that was this. Oh god, that that was this. I year. think it was right. Yeah, it was back very, in February because because the most normal tour was the year out. Yeah, after it was back. Yeah, it was back in February, and that was again six show like Gill Band, one of our best live bands. So uh, I love Gill so Band. I, I think they're uh, they are a band that I I could go on about for ages because I do think they're like one of the more influential bands of the last couple years. Like I don't think you have this current like British post punk scene without them kind of you know totally. paving some of that some of those paths for those bands but nevertheless one more song on here and uh this one i mean hey look i'm just gonna play it i'm just gonna i'm gonna turn up the volume we're just gonna play it because you're gonna know it it's the fucking darkness i believe i believe in a thing called if they had the nfl and the uk Oh yeah, this is this is jock, this is a jock jam, but like one of the best jock jams ever made. Yeah, this is my favorite song on the episode. Uh, I've talked about a lot of music that I do really love and have nostalgic attachments to, but fuck that shit. I just want to rock and roll, and this is the best song ever. Yeah, the I song, think that, song I, I think as much as I I talked shit earlier in the episode about like British people fantasizing about american culture and making it lame this is kind of the opposite where like they clearly understand how fucking ridiculous america stuff is and they're like we've listened to a ton of classic rock and we're gonna do some campy bullshit and and it's 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 wonderful i really really like this uh i had a um i highly recommend for anyone that didn't read it uh Brad Shoup reviewed this record for Pitchfork earlier this year, and it's so good. It's like not even like an old school snarky Pitchfork review, but it just like manages to be really, really funny without uh, like just taking cheap shots. It's an 8.2 review. The review is very positive, but like it's really, really funny at the same time. Uh, I just want to say The Darkness, another brother band. That's right. Oh my God, the opening line. I was like, I knew this. I, I had a memory of the review being good, but I pulled it up. 
the opening line, the darkness pursued rock stardom the same way people nowadays strive to be pro running backs or music journalists. Headlong <laughs> and without care for how the position is currently valued. Oh my god. Hey, fucking men. That's also, exactly what it is. Like, 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 I think that's the difference between the darkness and Greta Van Vliet. Greta Van Vliet yes. are hyper aware of the fact that they that they live in Le Rong generation, right? Like their yeah. whole music yeah. is like a political stance. No one told the darkness that it wasn't 1989 anymore. Like they no. they are acting like, of course, everyone is gonna love us doing this because this is the best music, you know. Like it is so sincere and like unbothered by perception. Yeah, At, like one hundred percent. They were like, if, what if Greta Fleet uh, was authentic with their love for classic rock? They're like, what if Monoskin was funny? They're like, what if, uh, I already forgot the name, Steel Panther. They're like, what if Steel, Steel Panther. Panther didn't suck? Uh, this is the best band to do like classic rock worship outside yeah, of Ben Camaro, say, which yeah, is the, also amazing. Th- three <laughs> different bands that Brad uh, cites as American counterpoints are Satanside, Tenacious D, and Steel Panther. Ugh. But, yeah, because like, that's... He, the, he, he, say, he says, uh, the, the Darkness were distinguished by their ambition. In sound and bearing, they presented as chart royalty. They were committed to the bit on a cellular level. Amen. That, and that's, that's really the big difference, is that, like, they were, like, they were very much, like, self-aware that they were kind of sending up classic rock stuff. But like not, but not making it so obvious, right? Like they, they found this this perfect mixture of like we're self aware that we're doing this, but we're also taking it very very seriously. They like, remembered the important part of being classic rock is that you gotta have to fucking rock and make it good, you know? Yeah, they commit to the bit again. Yes. They, they fully committed to the bit. They didn't try to. They didn't try to do some Marvel like, ooh, that happened. Bullshit. Like, oh, haha, we're doing this, right? Like Steel Panther. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. It's just we're gonna we are going to do all these classic rock tropes, but we're gonna take them one hundred percent seriously, and we're barely gonna acknowledge that I, we're doing these. I seriously can't. I I just keep I can't get off how many bangers he got off in this. <laughs> like a Kerrang approved Sparks is a line from this <laughs> oh review. Oh my god! Oh, that's that's oh, that's such a baller that's line. That is like perfect. I was gonna say there were like a bunch of dads who just woke up in their twenties again and decided to go for it. Mm-hmm. also uh, i think we've mentioned uh this on the pod before but justin hawkins from what i've heard and what we've you know watched maybe a video or two it's got a pretty good youtube channel does some pretty good uh analysis of uh you know songs you know modern songs older songs like and, and i think that's really the big thing is that like he like him and the rest of the band they're just really well informed about music history and they're not like trying to shut themselves off from you know current music or anything like that like they're hyper aware of of what's happening currently uh mm-hmm. and yeah although of, of course uh take a shot todd in the shadows Amen. great video on this song great video on the song for one hit wonderland uh again there but there was a time of course where justin hawkins uh was living the bit a little too seriously when he did have like a major drug addiction yes a uh, drug and alcohol addiction i do believe he's clean now thankfully mm-hmm. bands back together again it, things again things are going going well for them uh, as I believe that, I mean, they put out a record in 2021, I want to say. Uh, let me double check Spotify. Right. Uh, um, yeah, they yes. put a record in 20, uh, streaming of a white Christmas. 
Uh, oh, that's a live the record. The other okay. really important detail that I learned from this review, because I have not listened to this whole record. I mean, as much as I am enjoying this, I enjoy it in very small doses because, as I think I've said many times in the podcast, like, Queen ACDC core is is not a bone I have in my body, unfortunately. It's just it's just never been my, even at my most, like, uh, playing Guitar Hero, loving Metallica phase of my listening, I, even then I was like, queen kind of sucks but Mm -hmm. i gotta i gotta admit that instead of people like trying to tell me that queen is really deep and important when i thought that shit was always goofy these guys are making a song called physical sex with the lyrics because a fuck should be multi-sensory and you can't smell an email (laughs) hell yeah these guys these guys were just like they're cartoon characters but they're it's like exactly the right mix of you need to be just smart and perceptive enough to like understand how your song fits into pop culture more largely so that you're not like completely daft but then also you need to have your head be just empty enough to be able to say things like uh quote uh, Friday night was an academic exercise. Quote, lyrically, I realized that people like songs with lists in them. So he just started listing off, I got ping pong on Wednesday, needlework on Thursday. But he just listing off things <laughs> like like understanding, okay, people like this thing and my head is empty enough that I can just do that thing and not really be self-conscious about it. And mm-hmm. and that's that's where the magic happens, baby. Amen to there that. We go. All right, there we go. Proper British episode in it. Hey, All right, we, 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 gotta... we didn't do a lot of accents this episode, surprisingly. I, th- I thought there was going to be way more voice work in this one. This is true. We, you know, I don't wanna, we don't want to offend the British people too much. Our, 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 our bad opinions are, are enough to uh, make the British upset. Maybe, maybe we don't at some that. point I will uh, do a British dance music episode and then you can hear me uh, accidentally slip into calling things a wicked tune. Oh like, my I, fucking god! I, I spend too much time interacting with British people and their music on the internet, and I will just occasionally find myself saying things like "take the piss" or "massive tune mate" or whatever. And uh, I'm like, "What am I doing? Stop it! Get some help!" Hang on. All right. I, well, I'm not. Uh... Again, I love to offend British people, so I'm going to do that right now real quick. Uh, if you are a British person, this this is my impression of a British person who got mad at me for saying that the Libertines suck. Oi! All the Libertines! They're a great man! They're a pride of Britain! How dare you! to be fair to be fair i am of again my ancestry <laughs> is scottish again scotland will be free to will declare independence on the evil british empire one of these days all right and i fully support it i was about to say your, your british voice is very groundskeeper willy yeah <laughs> It's, it's like Cage and Maddie is trying to come out while <laughs> British Maddie is talking. That's what it is. Maddie identifies with oh. Cajun Maddie because Scottish oh. people are the Cajun people of British people. That that's oh. exactly what it is. Oh, Cajun Maddie. Which, by the way, uh, I'm I'm recording this about two days before I go uh, go visit Los Angeles for the first time since I moved. Cajun, now that I don't have to worry about like driving to places because I'm not bringing a car, I'm not renting a car, I'm just going to take Ubers everywhere. 
Cajun Maddie, he's going to be making so many appearances <laughs> over this next week and a oh, half. Yes. He's going to be coming out. He's going to be coming out at drawing room twice. He's going to be coming out wherever people invite me. He's going to be all over the fucking place. Maddie's uh, they're, been they're... looking at that gumbo pot in the closet like the Green Goblin. If, if you're listening to this episode <laughs> the day it came out, like exactly when it's released and you're subscribed to our Patreon and you live in the Los Angeles area, which I'm pretty sure is like just CanCon. I guess that's who I'm talking to right I think now. It's, come... it's CanCon and it's Derek. It's it's Co- Derek. Then then to those two people, come to the drawing room tonight because the, the day this will be released is like the eve of my birthday, I believe. Yes. Please come to the drawing room. Come see me while I'm in town. And maybe maybe I will Jackie's do birthday. a song by the Wombats at karaoke and I will, see, yeah. I will, I will prostrate I, myself before my friends in don't that do, Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm going to Google Maddie on air right now. I am going to look up Fabio songs KJ and I'm and oh, I am going to investigate. Look, uh, as once again, I am your judge, jury, and executioner, and I will beat you beat you with a hammer if you do the wombats and drawing karaoke. I don't care if it's your Matt, birthday. You don't want to dance to Joy Division? Well, I want to dance to Joy Division. I don't want to dance to Let's Daddy, Dance. I have, I have already scared the hose and done Interpol at karaoke more That's than true. once. Which I've done Interpol too. I do I do fucking obstacle one all the time at karaoke. Obstacle I, I did like I, I've done uh I've done both PDA and I'm I did um What's I I did Roland the uh my oh, best yeah. friend's a butcher he has sixteen knives song my that, that's, butcher, he has that's real knives. deep Interpol head shit if you which if you I were think really I really into that song then you're a freak that that's that's the line <laughs> I think uh, which I think I did sign up for PDA at one point but I think I got too drunk and had to leave before I was that, called up to uh, do that song if that's tale as old as time my friend oh my uh, god Maddie there are one two. Three, four, five oh. the Wombat oh. songs, including Let's Dance to Joy Division oh, twice. Oh, yes. Jackie. Oh. Oh. Maddie, I will probably... I, pro- I would probably do Moving to New York because that is the better of the two big hits from the first Wombat. I can't well, believe I got... this I, one the most. I can't people believe I got... I got well, yeah, but it also... People don't... They, they, they dislike it, like you. Yeah. They, they probably don't know uh, Moving to New York as well. I can't or, wait for or, Fabio or, to or kill the director. Or I can't because <laughs> if you go on Fabio's web, if you go on the Fabio website, you go to drawing room. It tells you what's so, like you can't do. No Disney, no Creed, no Nickelback, no Red Hot Chili Peppers. I will get the wombats, add, no, the, wombats. Yeah. Add, no, the wombats. Which, which I think we we've discussed this on the podcast. Uh, I I I feel like we have to have. Like here's the thing. We love Fabio. We love drawing karaoke. I love it so much. It it is where I truly came out of my shell when I moved to LA. Um, now Creed was such, it's a long standing role. I get it. Disney songs. Great. Get the fucking theater kids out of here. Nickelback sucks, but I get it. I understand it. I understand it, but I still, uh, I, I disagree. Can, can, of course we, yeah. we should make an exception for how you remind me. That's what we criminal. Uh, but, but I feel like, but banning red hot chili peppers at a Los Angeles bar, that feels illegal. Like I don't, it, of course is, I don't fuck with this band. I, the, the drawing room is a dictatorship and is run by uh, Katrina. It's run by the, the bartenders. Christina, Christina sorry. Like, again, which again. I also again. haven't been to the drawing room in a couple weeks. But no, like Christina, what Christina says goes and it it doesn't. I, I agree with you. I mean, I was just today uh, posting about Anthony Kiedis on Twitter. I'm the known defender of the, the Chili Peppers <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, oh. I I would love to, to skibbity bop bop 
uh, at drawing room karaoke, but I also understand that that's 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 not a power I should have. <laughs> I, I can't be trusted with that, and so I think that that's like they don't let you do certain things on airplanes, and I just I, I'm just understanding <laughs> about that, you know. Yeah. Oh my god. They don't All let right, you do certain things on aeroplanes. All right. End oh, the episode. God. All right. Let's wrap this sucker up. Thank you all for listening. Uh, This is our last proper episode of the year as starting next week, we get into our end of year coverage as next week is the pod awards. Very excited for the episode. And of course we'll have our album of the year episode going over our top 10 albums of the year. Uh, We are kind of starting to get our ballots put together for that. Very excited to see how it turns out. Uh, I, 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 again, as of course the host of the podcast, that's following everything. I have no fucking idea where our list is going to look like. Like, I have a vague sense of what maybe may- might make it. It's going to be a I think I know an album that's going to make it. I hope it make. Uh, uh, Grant, genuinely, I hope it makes it in. I I think you and Gavin are going to push it in. It, that if, if we're thinking of the same album, <laughs> you two might push that it. He would push it in. <laughs> you two, you you two <laughs> might fit <laughs> it. In. You two might fit it in there. All right. I was about to say. It do you, th- do you think they can fit? Do you think it'll fit in there? I think it'll fit in there. <laughs> uh but yeah very excited for that and then of course uh we we uh of course the episode that you might have heard recently was youtuber music volume one and i made that uh i unlocked that episode for a reason uh one because we you know we had an episode that was supposed to come out uh the recording got canceled and i'm like i don't feel like trying to put together something last minute let's just go ahead and put up a bonus episode which was youtuber music volume one uh volume two will be coming out before the year ends so you have that to look forward to no one's looking forward to that (laughs) i'm not looking forward to it but maybe our listeners are we'll have to see we're gonna talk Uh, about the worst song ever oh god is it okay i I was gonna say i already know which one it is yeah all right anyways uh thank you all for listening to this episode we will see you all next week for the pod awards 2k23 but in the meantime have a have a great rest of your day, evening, night, whatever time you're listening to this. And we love you. Uh, pip pip cheerio. Pip pip cheerio. In it. Oh.